so nice to be here this morning. You know, when you go through a really, I'm not gonna get emotional. Okay. A really hard season and a long season, it's nice to come out on the other side, you know, hand in hand. Oh, what is wrong with me? It's because it's all these women in here. We're all emotional. Okay. Whew, hand in hand with Jesus. Um, five years ago, went through a hard time, but we're gonna go way back down in memory lane. Um, my parents have been members of this church since I was about four years old. So I was blessed to grow up in this church family, in this church community. It was just a second family to us. We were here every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It was felt like we were here all the time. Um, when I was a part of Laura Duncan's Kids Church, and I was about five years old when she taught a lesson about getting saved and asking Jesus into your heart. So I went home that day, and um, my parents and sister were inside, and I went out to the front driveway, nothing fancy, and I was singing songs. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Singing songs, and then I stopped, and I asked Jesus into my heart. And I, I genuinely asked him, like, thinking that I would hear an answer like, yes. You know, he would be in my heart. But I asked him, and I got saved around the age of five. I walked back inside the house, and I was like, hey, Mom, ask Jesus into my heart. Like, it was just another thing to do. Um, and later on, I, um, in my early childhood, I started to develop a love for the nations, and I wanted to be a missionary. So at the age of 12, I told my mom, hey, I'm going to go to Mexico. You don't have to go with me. I'm just going to go on my own. And my parents were super trusting. They just shipped me off on a bus by myself. Or I went with another girl at the church. She was 12, too. We were both 12. To Juarez, Mexico, which I believe is like the number one drug cartel here in the, in the nation. But Maybe it wasn't back then. Anyways, I loved every second of it. It was what kind of really ignited that love in my heart for missions and went through high school, graduated, and then around the age of 20, I went to the Darien jungle of Panama where we slept in hammocks and we bathed in rivers. And it was the dirtiest mission trip I went on, but where there's dirt, there can be a cleaning and God really moved in there. And if you want to go on a mission trip, maybe not pick that one as your first one because they really get you out there. Um, I loved every second of that, though. Um, uh, towards the end of my senior year in college, I went on a trip to Johannesburg, South Africa, and we worked with some schools in the refugee camps. And I really wanted to be there. That was where I felt like God was calling me to be. I thought maybe I could live there for a year and do an internship. But my mission trip there was short. It was only about two and a half weeks. So I came back to the States and really wasn't happy with being in the States. So I was like, well, I'll go back and at the end of the year, I'll go back again and see if that's where I want to be. So I um, got bold and I got a team together and I led the team and we went back to Johannesburg, South Africa. And then I thought, this is you know, exactly where I want to be is here. Um, so I came back here to the States to, you know, tell my parents my plan. I'm going to move to Africa. But then I was welcomed with a heartbreak that I wasn't. Somebody laugh. 
Okay. Okay. A heartbreak that I wasn't ready for, and um, I really wasn't one to show emotion, so I just pretended like everything. Oh my gosh. I'm never going to get through this. Okay. Everything was fine, and it drove my sister crazy because she's very emotional and loud, and how could I just go through something and act like everything was okay? And um, so I just didn't deal with that hurt. And when you don't deal with hurt, you know, your hurt in your heart starts to take roots. And those roots turned into anger and sadness. And I took a left turn. And I, sorry, emotional. Anyways, I know. Okay, breathe. Okay, wound up getting pregnant, and oh man, oh, my husband now, who was in my boyfriend, bless him for sticking through, because I was a mess, hot mess. I remember staring at that stick thinking, holy, like, my life is over, like, how can this happen, God? This is your fault. I was doing all the right things, and, make, and then I make these mistakes, and really, God? And then I told Jay, this is your fault. You did this to me. And he's like, well, it takes two to tango. And I'm like, you're right, but you need to leave. So I kicked him out, and I'm just walking around the house. My sister wasn't home at the time, thank God. She doesn't do all the change. And I was just thinking, you know, how am I going to tell my parents? I don't even know. Um, so I took the shallow road, and I didn't tell them in person. And I just called them and told them over the phone. Um, I was mentoring some young girls at the time from our past mission trip, so I felt, you know, how can I tell them? I'm mentoring them, but now I'm pregnant. How? So I was just overwhelmed and consumed with shame, so much to the point where I thought, you know, I can't fo fo follow through with it. I need someone to laugh, please. <laughs> so, it's about to get real. Okay, so, I actually told Jay, you know, come back. Um, you know, we're going to figure this out. So he came back, and I was like, we're getting in the car. We're going to go to this place I found in online. It's real choices. And they're going to give me choices. Like, I didn't know already. But they're going to give me choices. So we went in, and I, it was the summertime, and I had on this big velvet hat because I thought I was going to run into someone I would know. And Jay's like, what are you wearing? I'm like, it doesn't matter. Um, we go in and this wonderful lady, you know, kind of like what Kinder said, looking back, it was like the hand of God in my life. She was so warm and loving and kind and just kept telling me, you know, y'all are going to be great parents and we're here for you. And um, she gave me some pamphlets that I just threw away on the way out because I knew we were going to have this baby and we were going to figure it out. Anyways, we had a shotgun wedding. It was a great wedding. But I was entering into the marriage not having a clue, you know, who I was and not have to be a wife and a mom. And, um... And I just didn't want to deal with it, but it was my reality. Gosh, I'm happy, I promise. <laughs> it's hard to go back and to revisit it. Okay. So, 
So we got married and we lived in this little apartment and um, we were a mess. Oh my gosh, a mess. But I was too self-righteous to admit it. So everyone thought we were just doing great. Um, but there was one rule I had because growing up in our house, there was no yelling. My parents were very um, wonderful and they gave us a very safe environment. If there was anything going on, we never knew of it. They were so quiet. So I told Jay, we're not going to yell. When we get in fights, Gavin's never, that's our son, going to hear us fight. We're going to go in the closet. He's never going to hear us fight. Or we're going we're gonna to yell like this. We're going to be quiet when we yell. Um, so I was home on maternity, <laughs> I'm for real. I was home on maternity leave, and I had all day to think and all that anger. Every day I was awakened with the, and I was faced with all the anger and all the shame that I felt, because I, I chose not to deal with it. So that was what I faced every day. And that's what happens when you choose not to deal with your hurts and you choose to deal with it on your own. God did not design us to deal with life on our own. We weren't designed that way. Therefore, if you're doing that today, it's not going to work. Um, and it didn't work for me. So anyways, Jay would come home from work, and I would greet him with, you did this, because we didn't yell. You did this. I smell curry every day in this apartment because there was these sweet Indian families under us. And if you like Indian food, that's great. It's just not, I just, not my choice. And I just took all my anger and let it out on Jay. I'm like, you need counseling. You don't know the Lord. Da -da -da -da. So he went and got counseling. By the grace of God, he went and got counseling. I think just because he was thinking, if I'm going to be married to this crazy girl, I need counseling. But anyways, he got on fire for God, on fire, every, almost to the point where it was like, can we talk about something else? I mean, he just wanted to know more, was calling my dad, asking him all these questions. He was just so on fire. And then something inside my heart awoke and I just missed and I longed for what Jay was having because I had totally cut off all communication with God which was a foreign concept to me, but I had been doing it for so long that year that it just started to feel normal, which was a scary place to be in. Um, so I got on my knees, and I would do that now if I didn't feel like my pants would rip. Uh, <laughs> but I just cried out to God, you know, here's my heart, take it, it's yours, all the hurt and the shame. And I need to read to you all that shame does to you. Because if you're here today with shame, whew, we got to get rid of that. Shame silences you. Shame makes you feel so isolated. It makes you feel unacceptable or you're a joke, that you're unworthy, that God can't use you anymore. But those are all lies of the enemy. All lies. But God reopened my eyes and he showed me that. There's so much life after your hurt. There's so much life after your mistakes. <laughs> there is so much life. So if you're here today and you feel like all the hurt that you've been through, or if you're here today bound by shame, you don't have to live like that. There is so much life ahead for you, ahead of you that God has for you. Okay. <sighs> In Romans 5.20, it says, but where sin and hurt increases, grace abounded all the more. And I took that to heart, and I embraced his grace. 
I went through another silent period, but a good one, a silent time of just soaking in his grace and basking in his love. And the Lord was so tender with my heart and so gentle. And it wasn't a quick fix. Who wasn't a quick fix. It took about six months to a year for me to, to get over it, to deal with all the hurt in my heart. Because, man, those roots spread deep, and there was things in there that I did not know. Um, but I dealt with that. Thank you, Miss Yvette. <laughs> so if you're here today with new hurts or hurts that are decades old, I just encourage you to open up your heart, and he will be gentle and tender, and to step into the process of healing with God. It's a much better way to live. And I know I'm crying now, but it, it's a good cry. Um, so next, thank you for listening. <laughs>